is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Wafu FM. It's time. Gentlemen, welcome to episode 106. It's the Christian Hair Show. I'm Chris with the Z. And I'm Chris with the Bloody K. We tend to like Camp Sunny Landums there. <laughs> um, this week, we're going to do a general overview of the year 1989. But why? Why not? Because it was a fucking good year for movies, that's why. One of the best. <laughs> for, for thinking back nostalgically, it is one of the best because you got to say, yeah, Back to the Future 2, Batman, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, it was like, it was a time where, like, there was a lot of originality, but then there was a lot of really good sequels as well. Mm. So it's just like a strong period. And of course, as we'll get to later, Tango and Cash. <laughs> so, uh, are you ready? So we'll just fucking get cracking because this is the second time we've done this intro because Skype is a massive bell end. It certainly is. <laughs> it is. Why, why do people give Skype any money? I don't know. <laughs> fucking shit. So let's get in this bloody time machine that I've built and let's go back to 1989. You ready? No, yes, let's do it. Yeah. So we start with the big films of the year, the blockbusters. Yeah, well, there's there's there's, there's two main ones, isn't there, basically, of the year mm. that, that we're head and shoulders above the rest. We'll kick off with uh, Back to the Future 2. Yes. Because that was probably, the, along with, um, well, I don't know, was it the most highlight? There was three big sequels that year. I would say this is probably... It was, yeah, well, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future and Ghostbusters 2, yeah. And Lisa Wetton 2. Sequels, man. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot. Of, actually, there's, when we get to the horror stuff, fucking hell. Take the year of shit sequels for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, not mention, uh, you know, Freddy Five and all that. Mm. Oh, dear. <laughs> but Back to the Future 2, uh, is it your favourite sequel? I think you said once it is. Of the series, that is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's one of them films that weirdly gets a little bit shit on by some purists and stuff. Mm. Uh, I can see that, you know, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, it did have its problems and shit, you know, they, they wrote themselves into a, a corner. Yeah. Um, but, it, come on, it, who, who can't, I can't love it, Rewatching it now and stuff, all the nostalgia and all the, the, the shitty, their their version of the future, which was basically just like the 80s in, in future. Yeah. Uh, I always loved that, you know, they were like, oh, it's the future, but you know, it's just the 80s. Just but the like, 80s with a, bit more, with a bit more neon. <laughs> And, but you know, everyone wants everyone still wants a hoverboard. Doesn't matter how old you get, everyone still wants one. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Like, come on, you dickheads! Never mind transporters and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> People are waiting for hoverboards to be made. And those <laughs> stupid things on wheels that get marketed as hoverboards. I wish they would fuck off. They're not hoverboards. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They're just like <laughs> medical lawsuits waiting to happen. Basically, those fucking things. <laughs> that video, I think it was last year. Mike Tyson on one, and he fell off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sort fell on his ass. Yeah. Uh, the other big sequel of the year was Ghostbusters 2, obviously, which, to talk about a film that gets unfairly shot on. Yeah, well, same again, yeah, like, like, fuck me, man, some people, like, they're like, treat it like it's total shit. No, it's not as good as the first one, but personally, I, I really like it and enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Got no problem, I mean, they're all, like, fucking stupid, you get, like, the, the Statue of Liberty at the end and stuff, what, and that's more credible than a giant fucking marshmallow man. <laughs> yeah. 
high school tale. It's just weird movie purism it's, it's, for it's the fan- sake. Yeah, it's, like, it's a fantasy movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can not like, you can just go, I don't really like that idea, but to say it's stupid, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit arsy. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, and I like the bad guy in Ghostbusters and stuff, creepy painting and that. And... Vigo! <laughs> oh, yeah, Vigo! <laughs> Dead creepy sex pest guy, fucking whatever he's called. He's got his okay, name, but he's genius. Peter McNichol. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, come on, you, you've got to love the movie just for him. He's brilliant, yeah. Remember you always said you loved the bit where he takes a piece of fluff out of Dana's hair? Yeah, he's all like, mm-hmm, bit of fluff. <laughs> Just, I don't know, it's a creepy thing to do, isn't it? Like, invade someone's personal space, basically. <laughs> I remember this was uh, a lot of people's most anticipated film or sequel of the year, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So. Yeah, it's, you know, it's really weird. I always think, again, it's probably just be Mary playing tricks, but isn't it weird that, like, there had been three Indiana Jones movies by 1989? Mm. I always kind of think Last Crusade is still the most modern, the most recent film or yeah. something, you know? In my head, I kind of say Last Crusade has been quite a new film, mm. almost. So it's weird to think that there was, you know, it was the third film in by this point. What's what's your order of preference for the Indiana Jones movies? Hmm, uh, pr- probably the way I sort of saw them, really, like Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, and then uh, Raiders of the Last Ark, Yeah, that's, maybe. That's, that's my thing as well. And Temple of Doom's another sequel. We get shit on for some reason. Yeah, it's probably like... Uh, I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Temple of Doom was, like, my introduction to the series as a kid. I think mine might have been Raiders, but... Was it? I don't know, I just always I watched Temple of Doom more. And, like, I don't know what it is. I know, I, I, this is a great movie, Raiders, but I, I don't know, I always lose interest in it halfway through when I watch it. I don't know why. Well, it, it does have some weird pacing. You know, I'm sure Indiana Jones fans would be like, how dare you and stuff, but it, it does. It definitely does have a dip in the middle. Mm. And where, like, Temple of Doom is more like just a straight-up daft adventure flick. Which is surprisingly dark and brutal as well. Yeah, definitely. There's just not many, like, apart from, like, when they get to the rest, the, like, the, whatever it is, like, the, the palace in India, mm. whatever. It has a bit of a slow bit there, but the, but the rest of the movie is pretty like non-stop, really. Yeah, Where, uh, yeah, you're right. Like last Cru- and last Crusade's quite uh, not last Crusade. Raiders of the fucking Lost Ark. It's quite a long film. Is it the longest? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you're just laughing at your brain fart there. Fucking Raiders. The fucking, <laughs> fucking Raiders of the Last Crusade of Doom. Raiders of fucking Atlantis. Whatever it's called. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I think Raiders is the longest one, yeah? Maybe. It certainly seems it. But Last Crusade, though, I mean, Sean Connery's fucking great in it, and it's just, a, it is a really good, it is quite close between that and Temple of Doom for me, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. He, he added something really, really cool to it, uh, Sean Connery, and like, I don't know, a bit, a bit more heart and emotion and stuff to it as well. And yeah. The whole, you know, like, to the indie character and stuff. And yeah, rounded his character off more, didn't it, really? Definitely. Again, a weird sequel that kind of gets bashed a little bit. What, The Last Crusade? Yeah, yeah, definitely. At the time, there was loads of, like, negative... I remember as a kid, like, seeing all stuff, like, negative reviews and stuff. Oh, I don't I remember it just being kid. fucking huge. Uh, see, I, I definitely remember as a kid, like, think, like seeing some backlash on it and stuff, saying, like, it was a weak third film and stuff. One of my main memories of uh, Last Crusade was, like, my um, dad really wanted to see it, and I think it was he was coming home from work... Cause he worked away mm. and we went to Ritz when it first opened before it was Blockbuster. Classic. Went there and we're like, yeah. you know, used to the fucking nice and like easygoing staff and rules and regulations of video world revolving stuff. We're like, oh, um, could you reserve a copy of Last Crusade? And uh, no, we don't do that. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> fucking dicks. No, fuck you. Get out, scum. No special treatment. Get out, scum. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pretty much carried through right until it closed down. Yeah, we're fucking Classic. Mario and crew and all that jazz. Like, try going in, yeah, Mario. Try going into like blockbusters and being like, oh, you know the uh, the poster in the window. Could I, could I have it when you finish? But they'd be like, no, actually, we. Uh, but I tell you what, if you come in next Tuesday, I will rip it up in front of you and put it in the bin <laughs> if that's good enough. I'm pretty sure that's what they would be like if you asked for a poster. <laughs> what? Yeah. I hate Blockbuster. I'm so glad they're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? <laughs> Although, you know, last of the movie rentals and stuff, I guess. Kind of sad. Yeah, but bittersweet. <laughs> yeah. It's like you survived, but you're still fucking gone. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, so the biggest film of the year, obviously, fucking Batman. I was so hyped for that. I think, honestly, this is the first time in my life that I was really fucking like, caught up in hype for a movie. And it was annoying that it was a friggin' 12 and I couldn't see it. Yeah, it was weird, like, because like, obviously, like, I, I guess we never really had much trouble with Warner later on. Is that just because they couldn't be asked or something? Well, the what? The, the Warner Cinema. 
Uh, Waller, sorry, well, I'm saying Warner. Waller, Waller yeah, the Waller. Yeah. Like, they weren't that arsed from what I remember, but I do remember also not being able to go see Batman. Yeah, well, this was right. like, this was when Waller was still quite, um, they were, you know, they were doing quite well. It wasn't where they, they were at the point where they're like, are you, how are you? Five, there you go, I can't see fucking Pulp Fiction. <laughs> <That's what> <laughs> they're <laughs> trying to sell you cigarettes and that as well. Yeah, <laughs> some tabs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back then there was still, you know, fucking, it was the, it was the only cinema for miles, really. It was like yeah. that, the Newcastle, so there was still a bit, you know, they, they played by the rules, so I couldn't go and see it. The annoying thing was, my brother went to see it, and I sat around all night waiting for him to come back. I think I've told this story before, and I was like, was it, was it good? How good? He's like, seriously, man, fucking best film ever. <laughs> and it just made it worse. <laughs> just go upstairs and, like, look at a magazine, pictures, it's the only link you've got to it, something pretty well, I'm, much. I remember the, the trip, my brother, Tim, remember they used to do Smash It's Pull when I was party on TV? Yeah. Remember that shit? And they did, like, Film of the Air, and they showed mm. the trailer for Batman, and my brother had taped Smash It's Pull, and I just used to watch that fucking trailer over and over again. <laughs> I had a fucking Michael Keaton poster. Well, a Batman, I didn't just have a poster on Michael Keaton, that would be weird. Um, <laughs> just hit him like leaning on a banister with his like his fist under his chin, with his shirt open. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think about Batman these days? I mean, I, I still like it. I mean, I think nostalgia plays a big part, and is still loving it so much. Yeah, uh, it has its strengths. I mean, I, I still think the fact that the way they handle the origin story is like perfect, and to this day, movie guys who are going to launch a superhero franchise should like look at that film. I'm sure they do. You know, and be like, "All oh, right, so like, just start the fucking film straight away with mm. like Spider Man." Oh, I get what you. Sake. I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. I mean, like everyone knows who Spider Man is, where he gets his powers. Start it off, yeah, have the origin story, but just tell it in a different way. Don't just have him like, you know, here he is growing up, now he's this is this, mm. now he's getting his costume. It's like everything, all the superhero films are like so like formulaic still to this day. So it's weird, like looking looking at a film like Batman, and you just like the film starts and boom, Batman. Batman's there. Yeah. So, yeah. Fucking Moxie from as weird as in pet as one of the fucking villains and stuff. <laughs> Looking drugged up and shit. <laughs> well, you, you still can't beat um, Jack Nicholson's Joker either. He's like the perfect mix of like comic Joker and like sixties Batman Joker, and just Jack Nicholson being a crazy bastard. And just Jack Nicholson, yeah. They basically just painted him up and put a little bit of prosthetics on him, but then we're like, well, just just be yourself, pretty yeah, much. <laughs> and wasn't uh, obviously. Uh, Jack Nicholson made a shit ton of money off his film as well. He got like a percentage of the. I think at the time it was like the, the most money any sing, like, actor had ever made from a single movie. I yeah, think because yeah, of his contract. Yeah, he got like a bit of the merchandise, uh, a portion of the box office. I think Keaton did as well, but obviously not as much as Nicholson. And of course, you know, one of those weird things where like the bad guy gets top bill in the movie, it was always Nicholson Keaton. Mm, yeah. Seems strange now, but you know, Michael Keaton wasn't that. But this is the film that made him huge. So. It was, wasn't it? And also, it's funny how history repeats itself. It was <laughs> a film where people like Jack Nicholson, worst Batman ever, like terrible choice to play Batman and stuff. And Keaton. Jack Nicholson is Batman, but it'd be amazing. I would have been fucked up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Michael Keaton is fucking, I don't know what's wrong with my brain today. Like. <laughs> it's the heat, man. It's um, heat. It is. Uh, no, it wasn't. Isn't that like some weird interview on? Uh, I'm sure I've seen it on YouTube, like some newscaster like interviewing Keaton and saying like, "Oh, how do you think you can you can pull it off and stuff?" Mm. There's like you have a look on YouTube one time. There's this famous interview where like basically gets like grilled on like how how does he think he's going to be successful and stuff and he pulls off like a really cool interview basically saying like, "Oh, you know, people just need to go see it and make their own minds up and stuff." Mm. It's just interesting to see that backlash and, like, it's repeated right up until, you know, these days. And, you know, that's, still. that's one thing I miss about, like, just being a naive kid. Like, we had no idea that was going on. We were just like, that guy's Batman. <laughs> you know what I mean? No one whinging about, oh, it's, wrong for the, it's wrong for the film, I know more than you and all this shit. It's just like, yeah, it's Batman. I kind of miss that those days. <laughs> and stuff like people just saying weird shit, like, Batman wouldn't do that. <laughs> like... Like, what are you talking about? He's a fucking imaginary comic book character. <laughs> like, it's weird. The amount of people I've overheard talking about Batman versus Superman and stuff mm. and being like, oh, Batman wouldn't kill people and that. He's fucking imaginary. Let them just go have artistic license with it. I don't yeah. care anymore. Stuff like that. <laughs> I really don't see how people can complain about much from the Batman portion of Batman versus Superman. Yeah, he was a bit fucking psychotic and miserable and angry a lot, but... That's the Batman of that era, of that like age and that universe. So it's as far as representing the comic book, it's probably the best Batman we've ever got. 
It's weird, like, imagine if everyone had done that with Frank Miller's Batman. Mm. You know, it'd be like, Batman wouldn't dress like that and his car is too aggressive yeah. and stupid and stuff. Like, no, you just, sometimes you have to, like, let shit fly and, and try it, like, go in a new direction, basically. Mm. I think it's because, I think it's literally because there's been so many Batman movies and all of them have sometimes, they've got about 80% spot on. Yeah, I think people yeah. were hoping this time it would be 100%, but I still think it's close. It's fucking closer than Christian Bale's Batman with his stupid fucking voice and stuff. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that's Batman. Fucking hell. That was <laughs> the year of the bat, 1989. Um, as for action slash sci-fi, another big sequel, we've got uh, Lethal Weapon Part Day, which is uh, still the best Lethal Weapon sequel. Mm, definitely, because it, it kind of, like, it introduced new elements and stuff, didn't it, where 3 was kind of, like, retreading a mm. tried formula, kind yeah. of. I mean, I like 3, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's overall, it's pretty strong. I mean, I'm not so sure about four. I've it's been a while since I've seen it. It's one of them like awkward sequels that happened too late after yeah. the main chunk. I mean, three and four are all are both very watchable, but four is just a bit pointless, really. It's got some good moments, got some funny moments and stuff. But Lethal Weapon Two is cool because it's like it's Murtaugh's story this time. Instead of just retreading the first one, they thought, well, let's give Murtaugh the main. Starting with the horrible, like, you know, the racist South African element and stuff like that, and the cougar mm. ants and all that stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And um, that that bird that married the guy from a waste. Oh, Patsy, Patsy Kensel. <laughs> yeah, that's so random, isn't it? Uh, well, that semi-weird annoying accent she's got in the movie. Yeah, it's like British-African or something. Yeah, but it's, it's like... It's just far too squeaky and it gets on your tits. <laughs> <laughs> crack and air, crack and sequel, though. Yeah, it's very good. Of course, you know, that was supposed to be it. Riggs was supposed to die at the end and then Warner Brothers were like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to bump this shit with more money. <laughs> yeah. Um, another big favourite these days, it's honestly a film I have not seen since probably like 1991, is Roadhouse, which is a fucking massive cult film these days, but I've never went back and rewatched it. Yeah, same here, yeah, Roadhouse. It's always something that gets, like, massive pop culture references mm. and stuff, but... I'm sure I would love it yeah. now, but I've just never had the inkling to go back and rewatch it. The main thing I remember is mm. when, like, I watched it when I was a kid, like, my brother's mate, who was a compulsive liar, said mm. that, like, the bird in the film was his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I yeah, okay. No, seriously, much because I'm like, fuck, she's American. What the fuck, man? Why are you lying? Don't you miss those days though when you could make bold claims and yeah. you couldn't just instantly go on Google and disprove it? Yeah, that's the class thing though, isn't it? You'd be like, oh, I fucking apparently like when they were filming Batman, like there was like a, a guy that originally played Batman, but he like got fucking killed in like in, in a massive like car crushing thing. Like, oh, fuck it. Oh, Jack Nicholson stabbed him. <laughs> and like the thing is, there was no way of disproving it back yeah. then, so you would actually believe this shit for like ten years of your life. It's like, can you remember you this? Like, I had this conversation with someone once, and we're all pissed ourselves laughing because we all had the exact same experience. Remember when British Bulldog came back at WWF in nine ninety one? Mm. I think everyone knew at least one person who was like, oh, I'm my uncle. <laughs> yeah, just because he's British. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the one of the creme de la cremes of the year, sir. You know what it is. Tango and Cash. Mm. Oh, yes. There's some there's some bloody good uh, movies of this. Yeah, like, definitely. And great buddy cop, like, just buddy films. Like, mm. the 80s were great for that, basically. Take two guys, throw them into a situation... Uh, and and see what happens. Like it just it was a formula like for that year. Yeah, such a fucking great film. Though. It is such a good movie. And once again, unfairly shot on. I mean, I know it had a bit of a a rough production from what I remember. Like somebody with mm. a director getting like fired or something like that. So I think that's probably a reason why Stallone and shit aren't that. I don't think they're that keen on it. But I still think it's great for all. It's got some flaws, but it's just such a fun movie. It's got a great fucking Beverly Hills Cop inspired soundtrack and stuff. I think it's the same guy, but mm. it's just such a fun movie. And of course, you've got Robert Zadar and fucking Jack Palance and stuff. It's kind of like somebody like, I don't know, saw all the films of that era and brought it all elements together. Because it's kind of like Buddy Cop, but then it's kind of got like... Uh, it's a prison movie. Yeah, like a prison thing going on as well. It's got like good guy and a bad guy having to work out the differences and work together. So it's not really actually a buddy cop thing, mm. kind of. So you know what I mean? Like it's a film so, on so many like different levels. That it's, yeah, but it's just yeah. it's it's a, one of those films that is kind of looked at as a bit of a dud. 
I, I don't know. Probably once mm. again, though, it's probably nostalgia because I fucking loved it when it first came out and rented it a bunch of times and stuff. I think it's just because I liked Kurt Russell when I was a kid. <laughs> did we do a Tango and Cash show? I can't remember. No, we've talked about it for a hundred and fucking six shows. Never did. This is the first time I've actually done sort of a review of it. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> Some Van Damage came out in 1989, say, with uh, Cyborg. Memories of Cyborg? Very little, to be honest. Cyborg's one of the ones that I've not seen that much. Mm. I love it, mate. It's one of my favourite Van Damme movies. It's, it's a shoddy movie, but it's so fun. It's just fun how everyone's named after, like, instruments or uh, guitar manufacturers and stuff like that. It's just... And the, part of the original idea was supposed to be, like, a rock opera shot in black and white, and then it just got... And there's that whole thing Van about... Van Damme took over. <laughs> I think... Pretty, I think he took over editing. I know Albert Pune said he didn't get to do final cut and stuff like that, and that uh, Van Damme took over the editing. And but just the whole story that it was like using sets from what was supposed to be Master Universe two, and then Canon was going under and stuff like that. It's got such a fucking interesting like production story, but it's a fun movie. It's a bit camp, bit mm. cheesy, but it's uh, it's also quite grimy and horrible and brutal as well. It's one of my favourites, Cyborg. I do enjoy Cyborg. Yeah, I barely remember anything. I'll, I'll, I'll have to have like a Van Damme weekend again. Mm. And rewatch. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I have, but recently, but I can't remember if I actually did Cyborg during that run. Mm. And I watched like a whole bunch of films. Because yeah. the less said about Cyborg two, the better. Was that like fucking his brother or something? I can't even remember. That that. Era? I remember just renting it. So I was like, oh, Cyborg two. I was like, oh, Van Damme's on it, but fuck it, I want to see it. And I'm just, I can't remember a thing other than I thought it was shit. <laughs> I know it's got now. It's famous for having a young Angelina Jolie in it in like a first movie and shit. It's yeah. like her and um, fucking Elias. How do you say his name? Elias Tears from you know, Casey Jones from Tales. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like he's yeah. the main uh, hero in it, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, I quite like him as well. He cool. is good, yeah, he's good. Uh, Punisher, the Punisher, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher. Have you rewatched the Blu ray? Uh, I have, yeah. I watched it when you gave us it, yeah, on the weekend. I can't, I can't remember shit about that, to be fair, either. It's okay. I mean, it, it kind of, on some level, is exactly what The Punisher should be. Because Punisher, you know, you think of The Punisher, you think 80s action movie, because that's kind of what the comic is. And mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. It's just, I don't understand why they didn't put the skull on his chest. In the 80s, that works even better. <laughs> like, you could get away with it without mm. being cheesy. So weird. Such a weird choice. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. Like, did, did they just want to make a longer movie and just picked him and went with the Punisher story but didn't actually want to do Punisher or something. No, I Makes you wonder, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Uh, the Abyss, James Cameron's The Abyss, which, mm. you know what, I had originally in the Blockbusters category, but I then found out it was pretty much a flop. I hadn't. I thought that Abyss was a huge movie at the time, but apparently not. Yeah, it's probably one of the films that spent a fucking shit ton of money on. And it, it, it was a flop just because of that as well. Mm. Uh, it was one of the earliest CGI movies, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, it was like massively pioneering. It, like they used that technology and went on to make Jurassic Park and stuff. And Terminator Two, uh, like ILM and stuff. Yeah, um, but it, isn't it weird though? Like I was thinking about this the other day. It still hasn't got like a decent release. The Abyss. Oh, it doesn't. I don't even own it. I've, I've honestly nah. probably seen it maybe once all the way through, and that would have been when it came out on video. But I don't remember liking it, so I've never given it a second chance. Star Trek Five, also nineteen ninety. I haven't seen it. What's oh, how's Star Trek Five on your ranking of Star Trek movies? Uh, pretty bad, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite low down. It had it had like quite a pissy budget. Um, it doesn't it, out of all of them, it doesn't stand up that well. Rewatching it now, like there's loads of cheap sets and stuff. Yeah, uh, and it, the story was just too up its own ass. There's some hardcore Star Trek fans that say they like it, but meh. which one's Five? What's the story of Five? Um, it's kind of con looted but uh spock's got a half human brother in it who's uh trying to well basically without uh trying to think how to sum it up really uh his brother is trying to get a starship so he can go and meet what he believes is like the god of the universe and stuff mm. and it's a whole bunch of other shit going on and it? it's, it's a bit of a weird film to be honest like it sounds sounds a bit weird it is it's a weird film it's it's one of the like i don't know like ugly ducklings of the series of films as well mm. yeah that's all I, I would say most star trek fans out of the original star trek movies would probably put that fairly low down in the list of star trek films like. yeah i think it's just the curse of part fives part fives are always a bit dodgy for some reason Classic dodgy sequel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've read a joke earlier that really made me laugh. I don't know if it'll make you laugh. I just saw it. It was like a Star Trek-related joke. Mm. Uh, why does Captain Kirk's wife have, have a turd on her head? Because <laughs> William Shatner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs>
Play on words. <laughs> oh, that really made us giggle. Because I'm childish. Um, <laughs> next up, horror, sir. It was the, literally the year franchise shitty sequels. First, you got Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, which is my mm-hmm. least favourite Elm Street movie. I don't know about you. Yeah, probably, yeah. Maybe it's like Freddy's Revenge as well. as a bit... <laughs> No, not not Freddy's Revenge. Um, Freddy's dead. Oh fuck, man! Three, yeah, Freddy's dead. Mm. Freddy's dead. The next one. That's six, isn't it? Yeah, I always lose track of them. Yeah, that one. Although six did uh, a lot of cool special effects and stuff, I think five's probably a little bit better in my eyes. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've got a, I've got a nostalgic attachment to Freddy's Dead. Mm. It's quite fun. There's some quite. I just did some real five. It's just dreary and fucking boring. Although the Super Freddy mm. bit's quite funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It probably went all out with the, the the daftness. It's five, isn't it? With the the flashback to like the insane asylum and like how Freddy's like the bastard son of a thousand maniacs and all that. Yeah, stuff. there's like actually you think about it, there's a whole chunk in the middle that kind of kills the person in the movie dead. Yeah, because that's a moment I kind of like, like that you find out that part of his backstory. But at the same time, it's like you know you don't need to know that much. We've already had four movies. You know what I mean? Yeah, like if you need, well, you know everything you need to know about Friday really at that point, don't you? Yeah. And of course, of the other big franchises, yeah, you had Friday the 13th Part 8, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, or as it's commonly known, Jason takes a leisurely cruise to Manhattan and stops off in Canada for 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, probably out of all the original eight Par- Paramount Fridays, my least favourite one. It's out, mm. You know, I like them all in some ways, but it's just a bit blah. And yeah. cut the shit by the MPA once again as usual. It's kind of weird that they're getting the same sort of thing as like uh, what we're saying about Indiana Jones. Isn't it crazy like how many films they're up to by this point? Like both mm-hmm. franchises, you know, you just you forget how old both like Freddy and the Jason franchises are. Really, like <laughs> at one point they were pumping. I think like at least a couple of the Friday Thirteenth was like one a year for a couple of mm-hmm. years. I think maybe three, four, and five were like in six. Yeah. All like a year apart. It's crazy. They were like the, you know, nowadays, right. well, a couple of years ago, it was like the equivalent of like the Saws of the Paranormal Activity movie. Well, it's, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Kind of like the, the just annual like cash grabs, really. <laughs> yeah. 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 But eight's not be fair. Although eight was actually the, one of the first ones I ever saw. I think it was the second. I saw the first one first and then I saw eight. Hmm. And I remember I'm fond memories of it when I first saw it because the bit where he punches the guy's head off still pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, not the best one of the bunch. Um, yeah. That's why he gets to New York's fun. I mean, it's like that was the film was supposed to be like mainly that, but because of budget cuts, half of it's set on a fucking boat. So, mm. so it's Jason on a cruise ship more than anything. <laughs> and you got which, uh, which would be cool. Yeah, yeah. And you also got Halloween Five, which is bollocks. So not yeah. much more to say about Halloween. Not 5. sure I've actually seen that at all. To be fair, it's blah. Mm. A good ending. I remember the, I do like the ending, but then it just it just leads on to part six, which is also shit. So. Mm. Uh, the Fly Two, which I don't think I've mm. ever seen. I've never seen The Fly Two. It's a, it, well, it's definitely it, it would fall into dodgy sequel territory. Mm. Definitely, mm. yeah. I do remember seeing the trailer for it, uh, and it was I think pretty sure it was before like a fucking kids movie. So what came out in it? And it was probably like Uncle Buck. I went to see Uncle Buck, and they showed the trailer for The Fly Two, and it scared the fuck out of us when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's just back before the like the following trailers have been rated for the the, the movie you're about to yeah. watch. Yeah, they just used to chuck on any, anything yeah. with anything, basically. Hey, actually, yeah. speaking of which, I'm pretty sure I saw a trailer for Elm Street 5 at the cinema as well. I was like, why the fuck are they showing this? <laughs> like, I don't know what I was going to say, but it wasn't a fucking adult movie. Mm-hmm. It's terrifying kids, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, anything to say about Fly 2? I know you've seen it, but I, I literally haven't seen it, so... <clears throat> nah, not really. Obviously, different different actor because of how the fly one ended. <laughs> Eric, Eric Stoltz, and he plays like Brundle's kid or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very, very shit. Not the film you expect. Although it does, it, it is more of a monster movie. It does get like more monstrous earlier on in the movie than what the fly one did. Yeah. Um, but from what I remember, yeah, fucking schlocky and doesn't age well at all. It's very, very, like, has a 90s feel about it. I know it's, like, 89, but it, it just has that, like, cheap sort of feeling about it. <laughs> that 90s stank. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another big horror film, yeah, Pet Cemetery, which I really want to revisit, you know. I saw that when I was, like, probably it was probably in the like early 90s and it f- fucking freaked us out when I saw it when I was a kid I've never rewatched it since no again no film that I yeah know very little about I'm sure I have probably seen it but can't remember shit about it uh, I just remember being genuinely shocked when they like kill off the toddler in the first half an hour of the film mm-hmm. like not realising that was the plot of the film and stuff 
Yeah. I remember me and Steve watching it, we're like, oh, come on, man. They're not, like, you know, fucking smarmy, like, 12-year-olds. Like, they're not going to kill the kid. And they were like, what the fuck? Like, genuinely shocked at it and stuff. Classic Stephen uh, King, I guess. Yeah. It's a good movie, though. Like I said, I remember really liking it. I just really want to see it again. It's a film yeah. that never went back and revisited. Also, uh, quickly, I probably should mention it a few months ago, I think. Uh, Fulci brought out House of Clocks in 1989 during his you know, downward spiral period. But it's not a bad House of Clocks, actually. I would recommend giving it a, giving it a while mm. if you haven't seen yeah. it. Uh, comedy, sir. Let's have a laugh. You want to talk about some comedy pictures? Yeah. First up, Uncle Buck. Who doesn't love Uncle Buck? Ah, well, that's it. every time it's on TV, it, like wherever I pick it up, I've usually got to finish it off and watch yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Can't beat up. Fucking miss John Candy. Fucking legend. Yeah, comedy genius. Yeah, bless him. Just he loved his food and drink and cigarettes too much. Unfortunately, he did. He loved. He loved the lifestyle, didn't he? Bless him. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, you can't beat Uncle Buck. And, and a very, very young Macaulay Culkin as well. Yeah, yeah. Pre, uh, just before Home Alone, wasn't it? Because that was like yeah. the next year, maybe, or the year after? Think, yeah, like 91 or something, was it, I guess? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. yeah, I've got good memories of seeing Uncle Buck in a packed Waller. <laughs> nice. Like, it's, nice, it's nice to remember the Waller when it was packed and not when I went to see, like, Dogma and me and McKenna's were the only people in the major. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> towards the end of its life. Bless yeah. It. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, childhood mm. classic. I do enjoy Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, fun movie. Yeah, yeah, again, like, it's just an original concept as well, which is mm. cool. I think, actually, funnily enough, comedy is like, had a really original year. It did, yeah. Where, like, all action and horror and stuff, it was all about sequels, but comedy family stuff, it was all, like, original premises. Uh, look who's talking. Speaking of original premises, Bruce Willis as a baby. It's pretty original. Uh, it started, like, a whole fr- I, uh, franchise on its own and stuff, yeah. And that was like a film, everyone always credits Pulp Fiction with getting careers, uh, Travolta's career back on track, but that did really for a, for a little bit. Mm. People hadn't really seen Travolta in anything major for a while. No. Mm. And then he came back with that, and uh, I like Lucky Talk. I haven't seen it for fucking years, but I remember finding it funny when I was a kid. Nah, same again, yeah. I can't, can barely remember shit about it, yeah. And uh, we've already reviewed this film at one point, kind of. We'll review the Blu-ray, but... Uh, you know, what uh, What else can we say about the Bebs? Yeah, that's definitely one of those films where everyone, everyone knows who knows us that will love that film. <laughs> it's class. It's probably, you know, if I was doing a top five of 1989, it would definitely be in there. Probably top three, actually. Yeah, it would have to be, wouldn't it? Yeah, just again, total original concept, dead basic storyline, just people being dicks in a suburb, <laughs> yeah. distrusting the neighbours. Yeah, it's genius. Yeah, that's all I can say. It's genius. You haven't seen the Bebs? Stop this show and actually finish the show and then <laughs> then go and buy then the go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> also, another absolute classic that is watched literally every year at Christmas, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Again, a class thing. It's like my tradition every year to watch that film, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Usually much. Christmas Eve, I watch it, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. And Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which I always thought was 1988, but apparently was 1989. Mm. I'm not I'm not quite good with my years, so that actually surprised us. <laughs> it's weird that, like, I don't know, Bogus Journey now is overtaking it as the film that you see the most doing the rounds. I, I prefer, I, to be honest, I prefer Bogus Journey. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's probably why, but it's weird that you, you, I mean, you never see Excellent Adventure, like, on TV or anything, or... Yeah, that's true, actually, yeah. Yeah, it's always Bogus, uh, bogus Journey every time, it's weird that. Because I kind of, when I first saw it, I, my memory of it is it was kind of like the daft sequel to the first one. Hmm. It's kind of like my kind of like Wayne's World one and two, where two was alright, but it was kind of like the Daft sequel yeah. at the time when I watched. It. But looking back, I, I, like it's like Excellent Adventure is the weird first film. Yeah, like, I think Bogus Journey is something you appreciate more when you get older. Cause it's just fucking off its face, it's mental mm. that film. When you really think about it, it's insane. It's, it's an insane idea for a sequel. Like first one's a goofy time travel movie, or you know, like hey, dude and all that stuff. The second one's like let's send them to hell and give like half death hanging around with them and mm. these two fucking weird aliens send them to heaven it's fucking weird that film yeah definitely you're <laughs> in a great way obviously <laughs> yeah uh, next one bit of Richard Pryor Gene Wilder action which I rewatched the other day actually see no evil hear no evil yeah yeah again a, a, another class film isn't it really one of them films that I remember watching as a kid and being shocked at it as well though, at how much swearing and stuff was in it <laughs> yeah I think that, <laughs> that film like... I think that film along with moving was probably my first like exposure to Richard Pryor yeah and just, yeah, he's fucking... I've pissed myself at the interrogation bit with him when he's like, you've got to look at his face, he's deaf. Mm. And you got the cops like, I've had enough of this shit, was there or wasn't there a woman? And he goes, are you serious? Fuzzy, was he, was a woman? <laughs> 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 I 
That's so good, though. Yeah. I watched it again because I'd been on my Netflix queue for ages, and um, Casey Snipes listened to the show message on Twitter. He was like, See no evil. Like, for the last few, he was like, Oh, right, I thought you meant see no evil, see no evil. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, next up, Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, yeah. It was, actually, it wasn't that. I, I just clocked that. I think that was this weekend in 1989. Was it? it? Opened, yeah. Christ. Yeah, so there you go. That Because that, I, I made note to like, think, like, what actually was on at the cinemas this time. In that, yeah. yeah, and yeah, it was Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of one of those films that, like, I grew up thinking was funny and stuff, but as I got older, it seemed to be one of those films that's, like, snidely looked at as a bit of a stupid piece of shit. And I'm like, it's funny. Fuck, it's a stupid mm. concept, but it's funny. It's a comedy. Didn't they remake and, it as well or something? That no, they did Weekend at Bernie's too. Did they, did they not do the one with that Chinese kid in it and stuff? I have no idea. I may have just dreamt that. <laughs> one of your weird fever dreams. <laughs> Dreaming a Mandarin remake of Weekend at Bernie's. Getting all angry about it. Oh, you bastard. How dare you do the remade Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just got this weird feeling that they remade it. Maybe it's just because they remake everything these days. I don't yeah, know. probably. <laughs> and uh, here's a film which started a brief trend for a while. Turner and Hooch. The, ma- the Cop and a Dog movie. Cop and a Dog movie, yeah, because I think K9 was released the same year, wasn't it? I always get confused with what came first, K9 or Turner and Hooch, but it was Turner and Hooch. Yeah, it was definitely Turner and Hooch, and K9 was like the, you know, the weird sort of brother of it, yeah. I, I, to be honest, I fucking love K9. Oh, yeah, yeah, just uh, like, I don't know whether, it's more serious, K9, K9, I can't remember which ones. I think, no, K9's more humour, I think, actually, isn't it? Well, K9's a bit more adult. I remember that, that used to be like, that's a 15, and it's got like, it's, it's just a bit more of a, like, a cop movie with comedy, whereas Turner and Hooch is just a flat-out comedy, if you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, like, more of a family movie, Turner and Hooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one's the one where they all, like, fucking get butchered at the end and stuff? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I'm just what? being over the top, but which one is it where it's, like, totally a grim, sad ending? Is it Turner and Hooch? It is. Turner and, the dog dies at Turner and Hooch, yeah. but then it's got loads of puppies. And I think K9, like, you think it's dead, but actually, yeah. they, they were like, nah, let's, let's not kill it off, let's not be that grim. Yeah. Yeah. I might have a double bill sometime with Turner and Hooch and K9. Yeah, definitely. Fucking. I, think it's got to, I think it's got to be done. Um, and my next category is just shit I really couldn't fit into any other um, genre, really. Yeah, Karate Kid 3, hmm. which was the definitely the weakest. It's, yeah, the yeah, total retread. I mean, at least it still had the guy in it, like, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Because was, like, was it fourth where it had the girl or something? Yeah, it's fucking uh, Hilary Swank. Yeah. <laughs> the next Karate Kid. Which is not, to be fair, not a bad. I, I watched it on TV once and I was like, you know what? That's probably bad than three. Yeah. <laughs> War of the Roses, which confused the shit out of me as a kid. So I was, I was always like, so is this like the third Romance in the Stone movie? <laughs> <laughs> My mum was like, no. And I'm like, but it's but it's got all three of them in. How could it not be? Ah, uh, bless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like... Uh, all the aliens cast in fucking After Dark and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, Dark, yeah. Yeah, Dark. That's what Brigham's going, send out all them buggers from Aliens, will you, Jim? <laughs> I guess it's just these people like spend enough time on set and they get talking and they want to do another picture together and fucking mm. so they do. I yeah. think, I think when you're Dark, it's because like, like, Catherine Bigelow was, I don't know, she was married to James Cameron at that time, so it's probably just the connection through that. Yeah, basically. It's yeah. like, yeah, my missus needs some actors. Get on the fucking set and they're like, okay, Jim. <laughs> scared of him. <laughs> Club. Yeah, uh, and also a bit of wrestling. No holds barred came out mm-hmm. that year. Do you know what? Uh, this is fucking mental. It debuted at number two behind Indiana Jones: Last Crusade. What a crazy time to be alive! <laughs> it's still it's still flopped, but it debuted at number two, which is um, surprised isn't on the fucking DVD cover. Yeah, yeah, like it's, some, like it's the only credential that can claim. Uh, it's been so long since I've seen old, but I've watched loads of people's reviews uh, like over the past couple of years, like wrestling channels and YouTube and stuff. And yeah, it looks funny, but I doubt I'll ever go back and rewatch it again. Just had that, didn't it? It's got that snivelly twat guy in it, in it that I love. The guy that's in like yeah. Russell's two and stuff. It fucking constantly calls Hogan a jock ass throughout the whole film. I'm like, what's a jock ass? <laughs> nice. Um, Asia. Asia, sir. Let's see what came out in uh, big films in Hong Kong in mm. 1989. It's fucking yeah, I forgot to do that, actually, yeah. Chow Yun-Fat did fucking six movies in 1989. <laughs> in the first month, probably. Probably. He did The Killer, <laughs> God of Gamblers, Better Tomorrow 3, All About Our Long, Triads, The Inside Story, and Wild Search. So in that one year, he worked with John Woo, Wong Jing, Choi Hawk, Johnny Toe, and Ringo Lam. That was the year of Chow Yun-Fat. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. 
Especially when you've got like The Killer and God of Gamblers, two of his fucking most popular movies on one yeah. year. Insane, man. He was like the hardest working guy in Hong Kong at that point. Yeah, they really did churn out films, really, didn't they? Also, uh, John Woo's Just Heroes, which has become sort of his like lost movie of that period, because it's kind of not, and it's, it's fucking impossible to get on DVD. Um, it's kind of not a John Woo. I think he co-directed it with someone else. Mm-hmm. It's like a benefit. You know how like Twin Dragons was literally made so they could raise money for someone. It's like that type of thing. I can't That's remember it. who they raised money for, but it's not bad though. It's, mm-hmm. it's the action's great. Like John Woo directed all the action scenes, and the action is fucking great. But it's pretty much just a run of the mill, like Better Tomorrow type storyline with cops and gangsters and all that stuff. It's worth a watch if you can find it. I don't think I've seen that. Yeah, before. Uh, in fact, I think it was on YouTube. I found it eventually. Mm. You just have a look for it. It's not bad. Action-wise, it's mental. Um, yeah. Jackie Chan's Miracles, 1989. Cracking film. Mm, classic, yeah. One way he really showed off. He's, he wanted to really show off how well he could direct the movie. It's a great-looking movie. It's insane. Yeah. It's so fucking epic and lavish and shit. Um, a Yoon Bale favourite, uh, The Iceman Cometh, a.k.a. Yoon Wah rapes people. <laughs> <laughs> Comically, like, ha- has cruel little nice scenes and then snaps the bones while raping them. <laughs> Slaps in the face with that shit. <laughs> Classic Hong Kong where they're like, here's a guy getting a pie in his face, here's someone dying. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, honourable mention to Yun Biao's jumpers for that movie. Yun Biao always had cracking jumpers. <laughs> Let's be honest. He's <laughs> got a beautiful, like, pink fucking denim jacket or something in one of the Lucky Stars movies. It's amazing. <laughs> Class. Um, and also, uh, Samuel Hung's fucking amazing pedicab driver which for some reason i don't know if there's a rights issue but it's like widely considered one of his best movies yet mm. you can only get it on it came out like last year you know warner archive they do that like buy order dvd service yeah yeah that's the only place available on dvd apart from like probably a fucking 100 pound hong kong vcd or something <laughs> so weird yeah mm. well it's there's a lot of films like that like dreadnought and stuff which are like rock hard to get a hold of yeah, that Hong Kong Legends one goes for like fucking 800 quid or something. Yeah. Right. Ridiculous. In Japan, there was um, Tetsuo the Iron Man and uh, Violent Cop. Mm. Two biggins of uh, Japanese cinema in that year. Yeah, Katano doing his uh, directorial debut. Yes. We reviewed Violent Cop way back, way back in the day, I think. We did it a double bill with Brother, didn't we? Is that when we were doing Wafu, I think? Mm. Yeah. Um, anything else before I get into like the top tens of the year and all that jazz? Well, there's, I mean, uh, classic one, Black Rain as well. That came out, didn't it? Yep, Black Rain, um, which I've never seen properly. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's from memory, because again, I've not seen it in a long time. has some grim bits in it as well for for a young kid watching it. I just mm. remember being like, oh, I think some bit where somebody gets beheaded. Everyone got beheaded back then with samurai yeah. swords. <laughs> yeah, it was the time of the samurai beheadings, wasn't it? Really? It's yeah. your favourite scene in Shodan Little Tokyo. So. <laughs> getting, right. a, get, getting a boner when you're little than that. <laughs> oh, oh, killer. <laughs> uh, but uh, Bond as well, License to Kill. Uh, yeah, J- fuck, I forgot James that. Bond took its famous hiatus in 1989. And uh, went a bit brutal. I remember License to Kill is like one of the more brutal Bonds. It was like a 15 on video at the time. I don't know if it mm. still is. Uh, yeah, probably not. It's probably like a U or something now. I just always remember that bit where the guy gets put in the depressurizing chamber and shit. <laughs> mm, and doesn't like someone get crushed in some fucking thing at the end? Like big shredding yeah. thing something? Yeah, like a meat grinder or something. Yeah. Like fucking exterminator all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but Bond, uh, it, it, was, it didn't resurface until like six years later with... Uh, Goldeneye. Yeah, yeah Goldeneye, yeah. So, kind of mad. The, the movie that killed Bond for a bit. <laughs> yeah, rewatched. Um because I think that around that time was when, like, as a kid, I really liked Bond when the Timothy Dalton ones were new and stuff. And I rewatched um, The Living Daylights a couple of years ago. It's fucking so good, man. The Dalton ones mm-hmm. are so underrated. Yeah, yeah. It's, it just they tried to, like, make it a bit more edgier and stuff after the whole Roger Moore fiasco and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And fucking cars flipping over rivers and stuff I sure it. am boy <laughs> yeah. yeah they were like right let's try and make it a bit more serious so credit to them they kind of did it before you know Daniel Craig and all that shit yeah they are the precursor to the Daniel Craig ones pretty much yeah. I still think at the time people were ready for that after all the fucking Moa hijinks and shit yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Um, but also I mean I think like animation needs a mention uh, not that it's my, my favourite film obviously uh, The Little Mermaid you love the little mermaid subline. <laughs> it is good, like, under the sea. <laughs> You've got a tattoo of Ariel and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love me, Disney, to be fair. But this uh, Little Mermaid, obviously, was like, it kind of relaunched Disney in many ways. 
mm. in that period because you had then after that you had like Aladdin and Lion King, uh, Beauty and the Beast. All these films kind of like happened because of Little Mermaid's popularity. I do remember around that time as well as when all the old Disney movies started to get big re-releases on video. Yeah. Like yeah, Snow White came back out, Sleeping Beauty and all that jazz. Mm. So yeah, it was just marked like the, the, the real like resurgence of Disney, basically. Yeah. yeah. I've never seen Little Mermaid though. It's not bad. Actually, it's pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, I always avoid it because I was all like, no, <laughs> put my girl film in that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just remember having the Mega Drive game that like fucking me cousin randomly give us one time. Play that and was like, <laughs> just you know when you like you're desperate and because you're a kid you get like one new game a year and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like played the shit out of Little Mermaid on the Mega Drive. <laughs> Classic. Uh, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's a, it's a good Disney film. Mm. Bought it on Blu-ray recently. So what can I say? Really? Okay. Yeah, steel, steel, steel book, steel book. No, no, not steel book. <laughs> Call yourself a fan. I'm not that hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so the top ten. Uh, Highest grossing films of the year in the US. At number 10 was Deadport Society, which I haven't seen for a long time, but it's a really good movie. Uh, Parenthood. At uh, number 8, Drive Miss Daisy. At number 7, Ghostbusters 2. 6, Back to the Future 2. 5, Honey, I Shrink the Kids. 4, Look Who's Talking. 3, Lethal Weapon 2. Number 2, Indiana Jones and Last Crusade. And of course, 1, Batman. Mm. Batman. God, what a year, man. What a year in cinema. The top 10 of the year in the UK, and some of these, because of the fucking big delay we used to have to wait for back then for some films, some of these films came out in 88. And at number 10, Lethal Weapon 2. Nine, Dead Port Society. Eight, The Naked Gun. Seven, License to Kill. Six, Ghostbusters 2. Uh, Rain Man, Shirley Valentine. Top man film. My <laughs> man watched that so much back then. Uh, three, Batman. Two, Back to the Future Part 2. And uh, number one, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, it's, it's mad isn't it, how different that list is, really. Mm. Yeah. But then again, though, you know, films will have been out for a shorter amount of time by the end of the year, so that's probably a reason why Batman isn't number one. Yeah. Although, you know, Indiana Jones was huge as well. Mm. Uh, Grindhouse Dave sent in his top ten, asked for some on Twitter, and he was the only one to come through, and I didn't give people much time, like, it was like last night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to be fair. Uh, His top ten is Roadhouse, uh, Miracle Mile, Punisher, Bill and Ted, Christmas Vacation, Heathers, Pet Cemetery, Burbs, The Killer, and Black Rain. And I already gave him shit for this on Twitter, where the fuck's Tango and Cash? So. Mm, Where is it? It has to be in that list, hasn't it? Yeah. Really? Ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's a good list, though. Yeah, very good, yeah. So that's 1989, Mother Crushers. Mm, yeah, I mean, a few things. I, I was just going to quickly chuck in there as well. Uh, chuck them! Fucking Lawrence Olivier died. Oh, yeah. But obviously, I wasn't a big fan of him because he was in all them old films. <laughs> he was in all them black and white films and that. But uh, he was probably, in contrast to like 2016, where pretty much anyone famous has died, uh, it, like, he's the biggest name that year that died, I think, mm. basically, 89. He's one uh, of those actors that's like, he's an actor's actor. You know what I mean? Mm. Every every actor from like that period looks up to, looked up to Lawrence Olivier. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like, just massive, like, Shakespeare fucking legend, I guess, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. It was the year, though, that, um, as well, uh, Columbia and TriStar were sold off to Sony. It's almost weird, like, just looking back on all these, like, old... I mean, I know it's going off a bit topic, but, like, Orion and all them sort of companies, man. Yeah. All these companies that you missed from back then. <laughs> and they're, like, you know, they're, like, the B-movie uh, studios, like Canon, stuff like that. Mm. Although Canon, I think, are technically back, but I'm not sure in what way. Like, I think it's like how Hammer are back, but it's not really Hammer type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's you know like, I mean? buy, like Atari's back. Yeah. It's like somebody just bought the name, literally. Yeah, pretty right much. Right to use it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like sort of pop culture type stuff, really. I think we've sort of roundabout covered it all, really. Say one thing that happened in 89, music-wise, mm-hmm. Beneath the Remains came out in 89. <laughs> nice, classic. Best album of all time. Mm. Well, best album of 89, anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course, in the UK, we had to endure a fucking Jive Bunny. Remember that shit? Yeah, fuck. Yeah. And we've also got uh, Pump Up the Jam. That came out in 89. That's an anthem. It's kind of like, I don't know, just before the 90s and stuff, before the dark times. Before the dark times. <laughs> Hit it in. Bless. So yeah, that's 1989, folks. That's a bit of a different show. Mm. Yeah, definitely a good year, though. Fuck, man. Like, before I came on the show, I was just saying, like, I think it's just such a stark contrast that, like, nowadays, I mean, I know we do whinge about it, but it, it, there's a lot of, like, remakes and sequels happening these days. Mm. You know, you can look back at, like, the 
probably the top grossing movies in the last 10 years and a lot of them are going to be like films like that yeah but they're not necessarily like original ips and i don't know mm. and you know you always got to be careful stuff like this looking back because a lot of it the fondness does come from nostalgia and you know yeah, well, that's all that stuff. But uh, but you're right. There is a lot more originality back then than there is fuck now. I just think when you when you look at the years, how packed in it is. Mm-hmm. You just think, fuck me, like all these films, like the year that like Gremlins came out. Uh, that's another year where like fuck, there's like ten movies in one month where you're like, Jesus, they're like all amazing, yeah, yeah, amazing classics. Where you, you look now, there's probably only like two, three films that I think are going to go on to be classics per year, mm. basically. It's kind of mad. And then, and then the rest of them are all just like remakes and comic book movies and stuff. Yeah. Kind of sad, really. I just think, though, man, like in 30 years, there'll be kids looking back on this era going, oh, I remember fucking 2016, that was class. <laughs> oh, yeah, Avengers 3 and stuff. Yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember, the, remember the fifth remake of Turtles? Oh, it was mint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's kind of grim. Ghostbusters, man. That's what. That's what. Like this generation legacy is going to be. Shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't listened to the Fallout Boy theme song yet. I don't want to. I've not either. I watched some Japanese thing the other day that people were talking about. It's like, oh, look at this Japanese take on like the Ghostbusters theme tune. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I'm not just not bothered at all about the Ghostbusters remake. I don't care. I'll definitely go see it when it opens, like. But yeah, I'll see it when it's on Channel Five in a couple of years. <laughs> just, just pirate it, fuck it. Edge against the machine. <laughs> when am I going to go and get that fucking effort? I just don't care. <laughs> let everyone else fucking whinge about it. I let you whinge about it when the show when you see it. No, I, I think I am genuinely past whinging about stuff like that. To be yeah, fair. it's, it's wasted just, energy, man. Yeah, well, I just think, well, you know, it, it may be all right, and if it's not, well, I'll just move on with my life. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. It doesn't affect you at all. Like what? You know, don't spend too much time whinging about stuff you hate. Concentrate on the shit you love. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's yeah, my Jerry Springer fucking sign off for this show. <laughs> yeah, totally. So uh, take care of, you, take take yourself, care and of each yourself and each other. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally. What that moment was. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, so that's that, and sir. No idea what we're doing next week. We might, we might do another. Yeah, we could always do another one of these. We should probably, we should probably jump in and see what. Yeah, we should what, like maybe nineteen ninety two or something. Whenever turtles come out, do like nineties. Yeah, I was going to suggest ninety four. Because mm-hmm. I remember going to cinema, like, cinema a lot in 94, and it was a good year for a lot of things. You know, Forrest Gump, The Crow, Pulp Fiction all came out in 94. It was a cracking year, so... Mm. Yeah, we should definitely do a 90s year. Mm. Yeah, because we do tend to, like, concentrate on the 80s a lot. Because <laughs> it was mint. That's why. Mm. <laughs> it was. Because <laughs> it was proper kush, that's why. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, until next time, folks. As we just said, take care of yourself and each other and... Die. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was smooth, on it? Keep it real, folks. Keep it real. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Stacey with Aness, the Director of Operations over here at Wafu HQ. If you'd like to support the show, a review and rating on iTunes would be much appreciated. Just search for Wafu FM. Or, if you're not an iTunes user, a review over at Stitcher.com would also be flipping marvellous. Once again, just search for Wafu FM. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, the email address is wafupodcast at gmail.com. Or alternatively, if you'd prefer to leave a voicemail, head on over to www.speakpipe.com slash wafufm. Thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.